Hello, Wear Many Hats listeners. It's your host, Mark Robinson here. And today, I am very excited because when I first agreed um, to join as the host of Wear Many Hats, there was an individual that I rang before anybody else and asked him whether or not he would be a guest on the show. Um, he was very excited at that time um, and he agreed. It's just taken a very, very long time to get him here um, and have a chat with us. But today, um, I'm joined by the IWFM Chair of People Management, a former Pattern Makers Young Facilities Manager of the Year, and also the current Facilities Manager for DB Cargo. I'm joined today by Wayne Young, a fellow Matlow, and someone that I'm pleased to say is a friend. Hello, Wayne. Hello, Mark. Thanks for inviting me. How's it going? Yeah, very well, thanks. Now, that was a good intro, wasn't it? Yeah, you did well there. What do you think? It was uh, it's probably one of the better ones I've heard. Exactly. Well, I won that 20 quid straight after, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 25, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> well, I'll take 20. <laughs> so, what are you doing in London today? You've got quite an interesting evening, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Candlelight dinner. I think you're coming tonight, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Just me and you, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and Ethan. And Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need someone to carry the bags, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, please tell everybody what we're doing today because it is relevant to, obviously, the show. Yeah, yeah. So, so in London today... Um, We've got the Young Pattern Makers Dinner this evening. So that's uh, a dinner we hold annually. We're in the Worshipful Company of Pattern Makers yep. where we invite uh, people under the age of 40 to come to come to a dinner. Yeah, I um, had to pay, by the way, people. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not free for anybody. Everybody, everybody's got to pay. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a really good opportunity for young people within the, the livery company to get involved and, and understand a little bit more um, yep. and, and kind of meet and network as well. So it's a really good evening. Yeah. Um, and likewise, it's great to have you both come along as well. No, we're really looking forward to it. And obviously, we're going to touch on this a little bit later in the show, but I know that it's something that you're incredibly passionate about. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you know, Firstly, being a former winner um, of the award, um, but also, you know, I know that learning, development, giving people the opportunity within facilities management um, to, to, to progress is really important to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I look back on my career and think a lot of kind of the pro progression I've made in my career has come from being able to, to highlight areas of progression and development personally, yeah. but also some really good managers and leaders that have seen that opportunity for me as well. So and mentors and things. Yeah, like that. yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into all of that. Sounds way. good. We'll dive into all of that. Okay. Listen, the, the way I always like to start the show um, is for our guests to give us a bit of a, an indication of how their career has gone over the last 10 years. How did it start? What did you do? Talk us through it. Yeah. So, so FM for me, like, like a lot of your previous guests and most people in the industry was, was a career I fell into. Mm. So I was, so came out of school at the age of 18, my, my world was set on joining the Navy, yeah. um, going, going, taking a full-term commission, joining the, the service fleet, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, sat all this stuff and passed all the stuff I needed to do that. Yeah. And then it just never happened. Right. Um, but then what I did do in between that was become a reservist, and that, and that was great. I, yeah. I really enjoyed my time as a reservist. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't have a job <laughs> yeah. other than doing that. I, I taught sailing and, and all the really cool jobs, but yeah, yeah, not yeah. really adult jobs. Yeah, um, I mean, to be fair, in the actual Navy, it's a little bit more difficult. You don't really have fun, to be honest. <laughs> You're just getting battered yeah, yeah. from morning to night. I just, I just did it for the drinking. That's <laughs> <laughs> most matlows will uh, Yeah, exactly. Test. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we are where we are. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Hey. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and yeah, so so I, I, I had a great time with the reserves and... and 
but I needed to settle down and become an adult. Can uh, I can I can I just expand on that? Do you mind? Yeah, yeah go for it. Did did the um, did did that time within the reserves teach you any essential skills that, that you now utilize in your working life? Yeah, so so a lot of my leadership qualities and skills that I I. I I put back to kind of what I learned in the Navy and, and right. did within the reserves. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I look, I look at those times and, and think, and can pinpoint skills and 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 uh, qualities that I hold now daily yeah. in terms of um, the way I interact with people and and the way I, I talk to people are very yeah. much a, uh, come from those times where yeah yeah I, I've always been in a position where not so much recently but the people that I lead mm. have generally been older than me and, and probably more skilled than I am. Yeah. And when I joined the Navy and, and did the reserve piece, I was 18 years old. Yeah. I was a young officer, but still had responsibilities within that. Yeah, of course. Um, so I've always been used to leading people who are older and more skilled. And, yeah. and because of that, I've always had the ability to be able to mix with people and yeah. talk to people and break down barriers and those kind of type things. And that's definitely something that I've used continuously through my 10 plus years in FM as well. Yeah, so that's proved to be really beneficial for you then yeah, in terms yeah. of your career. Okay. I, and the reality is a lot of the FM industry is made up of ex-forces people as well. It is, yeah, very so, much so. So yeah. being able to speak the language yeah. is really helpful when you're talking to an engineer or you're talking to a contract manager or whoever that might be, you're able to just break down that barrier by yeah. being able to speak a yeah. language they're familiar with. Yeah, I would I would agree. That I, I do find that I find that piece a lot easier from my time in the forces. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you, because you, you you're forced to interact with people. That's the reality. Yeah. You have to. You know, you can't just sit back. You've got to work as a team because if you don't, you know, yeah, you're, you're training not to die. You know, that's kind of that's, that's the reality. That's not where you want to be. Exactly. Know? Yeah. If you're getting yeah. wet feet in the navy, there's something wrong, right? <laughs> exactly. 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 I got wet feet a lot actually. That's probably why I left. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair but anyway obviously um, listen I interrupted you I do apologise um, I just thought that, that was quite an important piece yeah. um, tell us a little bit about your career yeah so, so I started my FM career as a caretaker so I I started um, within the caretaker role moving chairs around I was became really good at fixing walls and things because I worked in a school in Bradford who, oh, really? and, and, the, and the students just seemed to take pride in taking walls down with feet and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But right. I, but it was really good because from that role, I was able to understand kind of a lot of the skill base within FM. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a really pivotal – I think it was it was one of those roles I look back and think, if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have probably taken, taken to the career. Really? Um, as well as I did. But also, I think – I don't think I'd have progressed as well because it's definitely one of those roles, I think um, – where you look back and you think that was a really good grounding for yeah. for kind of the FM industry. So it was like an anchor role, really, wasn't yeah. it? You know, you yeah, and, and a lot of my passion mm. for career development of other people and and the young people within FM and that kind of type of stuff comes from directly from that because yeah. I looked at I was sat there as a, a, a caretaker, quite young, going actually this this job's quite quite good. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, what can I do next with this job? Where yeah. can I go next? Yeah. Um, and and that's kind of where I, I went, okay, so how do I make that next step? Yeah. And I was lucky that I had some really good people around me who said, if you want to do this, this is the way to go. Right. Um, and, yeah, so, so yeah, it was definitely the role that started the journey for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad to have done it, and I'm glad to have been a caretaker. And and what I hope to do, we've kind of, we touched briefly on the idea with them stuff I do and, yeah. and stuff like that. My, my hope is that I can, 
be a voice for a lot of other caretakers, yeah. cleaners, security guards, those kind of type of people who who are young or starting in their FM career and thinking, actually, where's next? How do yeah. I make this a long, fulfilling career? Yeah. Um, over which FM hopefully will be for me now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was really good, right? Yep. Um, and then from that, I kind of I, I moved to. Uh, JLL right. as a, a facilities coordinator, yep. uh, working on the first direct bank um, yeah, contract. So that was a really interesting contract. I bet work. it was, yeah. yeah so yeah. first director, quite a quirky bank, and yeah, uh, yeah. working from their head office in Leeds. Um, right. And no day was the same. Like yeah. One day I'd be walking in, it'd be your pretty standard office type environment. The next day there'd be two old grannies r- rolling around on <laughs> singing naked. I'd do it all because they were really keen on their employee engagement. So you'd right. be doing all sorts. And then the next day you'd be you'd be overseeing them putting up a helter-skelter in the middle of the car park with a sandy beach. Oh, really? Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. But again, it's, it's one of those things you think... That's exposure to different elements of the role. It is that yeah. you'd never get anywhere else. So, yeah, 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 I was very lucky. Yeah, within a different industry as well. Yeah, yeah. So banking and yeah. that kind of type of stuff. So yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy role, but good. Yeah, <laughs> how long were you there for? Wayne? So not long. I was there right. for so we we chupied over, um, mm. and uh, the chupy of the role wasn't going in the right direction for me. So right. I, I've been quite driven as uh, as I've kind of already touched on, but yeah, yeah, where I wanted to go next, that wasn't the direction I wanted to take. Yep. Uh, so I looked for another role. Um, yeah. Went JLL to Savills. Um, yeah. And that, that was kind of my first kind of step into managing people right. in FM. So I, I had a, a couple of teams of security guards, cleaners, over an estate on multi-site estate as well mm. uh, throughout West Yorkshire. And how did you find that in, in terms of that transition from just kind of looking after yourself and a small amount of people, but then yeah. suddenly you're, you're managing quite a big team? I I, I like managing people. I see yeah. it as a, I, and I, I hate using the word manage. I, I like leading people. Yeah, yeah. Because I see it as a absolute privilege. Yeah. Um, so it, it was nice to step back into kind of that leadership piece and, and yeah. kind of leading people and, and developing people and that kind of type of stuff. So I really took to it really well yep, um, yep. And, and flourished in it because I was excited by it. And, and Enthusiastic because enthusiasm gets you a long way. I, I really believe that. Yeah, I, absolutely. I really do. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that that's one of the key parts in, in my career that I always look at in terms of I'll never say no. Yeah. I'll always say yes to most things and yeah. um, figure yeah. it out like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get to, I get, gets me into real situations where I'm yeah, scratching yeah, my head yeah. going, why did I say yes to this? Yeah, yeah, single But swim. in reality, yeah. it, it's it's always worked out really well in the end. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Savills was good, um, multi-site, and I was looking after kind of leisure complexes, yeah. retail estates, that kind of type of stuff. So a really right. broad range of property to, yeah, to get yeah, my head yeah. into, and it's a managing agency piece. So I was yeah. working with service charges and developing service charges and that kind of type of stuff as well so right yeah another skill to to uh, the cap as such um which was really good really really good yeah. um and then an opportunity came up with arcus and the sainsbury's yeah. contract um and that was that was quite good as well so that was was that predominantly sort of warehousing and distribution then or no was that, that was retail yeah so oh looked, really yeah right. so wow, I wow. Off, that's 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 hard work as well isn't it let's yeah, be honest it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and, and that, that that was a really really cool role right and, yeah and i got some and that, that was probably as to look back on kind of one of the roles that really propelled my career forwards that was definitely one of them so really yeah I, so i looked after nine supermarkets wow um across north yorkshire so i i had like 
Darlow and places like that. Darlow? And, yeah, Did Darlington, you? Whitby. Ooh, challenging. Saltburn by the sea. Yeah. So I got to go to the seaside every every month and that kind of type of Fish stuff. Fish and chips? Yeah, every time. Yeah, I used to have a nice little journey. In, into, yeah. My old boss will be listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I used to go like to Whitby and then go to, go to Saltburn and yeah. stop for fish and chips on the way. Yeah, might as well drive down back down through Scarborough on the way home. Mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Get down. all the fish and chip shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come back via Sutton Bank, you know, <laughs> in a burst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, it was good. And I, I was really lucky in that role because I, I had a really, really good manager who really saw that I was keen to push myself forward, saw the enthusiasm yeah, um, and, and kind of gave me the opportunity to develop in that role as well. So I did, right. I, I, I was lucky enough when he went on holiday and stuff, I'd step in and become zone manager. So looking after the whole of the north of the UK wow. and, right, okay. and that stuff in, in his absence. Um, Not a small responsibility that either way. No, to be, you know, no that, yeah, yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah, it, and it was, and I was what, I was only young then, so yeah. I would have been 20... 26 27 maybe wow when i did that so yeah, yeah it, and and i look back on it now and a little bit older thinking wow how did i deal with that it's that quite age? daunting yeah 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 yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and i think i think it's one of those things i just said yes yeah. again <laughs> yeah. and i just got on with it yeah. and uh and yeah and and probably probably the highlight of my time at arcus was when so i did i led fm for sainsbury's at christmas Oh, so, really? So uh, everything that we were doing for in preparation to to make sure we delivered Christmas correct as a as a national organisation from an FM perspective, I led that project. Wow! Um, and that that was that was a really really hard project to deliver. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And it was it was only via the fact that it was so it, that retail becomes ridiculously busy at Christmas. We oh, all know yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yes, Sainsbury's were were keen to make sure it was right, and uh, as is probably every body. Um, mm. So yeah, it was it was it was a really interesting place so, to be. Quick, just for my own personal view, yeah. how, how long did that project take? Like, when do you start that from mm. a retail perspective? So if I remember rightly, um, it's probably about we started the ball rolling uh, August. Maybe yeah. end of July, August. So you're thinking about Christmas in August. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's quite tough, actually. That, Chris, that Christmas yeah. wasn't as good as that, the no, previous I, Christmases or the Christmas, because I, I was yeah. Christmased out. Come yeah. Christmas Day, I was right, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. done with this. Yeah, yeah. Don't it's time you, to rest. Don't you dare put that Christmas song <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Why are you noddy older? <laughs> you're all kinds of bother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. And yeah. It was definitely one of those ones where you think, yeah, at the age of 27, 26, 27, Going into that position of, of yeah. seeing to Christmas, speaking directly to the head of FM for Sainsbury's and and that kind of thing, you think, yeah, actually yeah. did really well with that. Yeah, so so that's quite an interesting journey up till sort of that age. So obviously you decided to move on from Arcus, and then you found yourself Hermes, Hermes, yeah, Hermes. which is now every every yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes 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 yeah, and and again that was one of those leaps of faith, I suppose, where you think, yeah. right, I'm gonna going to step into this. Was that to challenge yourself then? Was that to say, right, I, I want, I, I, I've led this project now, which was a massive project. I believe I'm ready to do something else. So, so I, I want ultimate control. I, I want to impart my vision. Was it that kind of? I think, I think it was born from a little bit of confidence right. coming off the Christmas thing and um, yeah, and, and the journey I'd gone in, in Arcus. So there was a little bit of confidence there to say, you know what, actually I'm ready for, for the next step. Yeah. Um, the the Hermes role was was ideal for mm. that in terms of stepping 
into a client-side role, taking complete ownership of facilities management within a, a large and, and kind of complex organisation. And that was a national role, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. how many sites were you responsible for? Um, so when I started, I think we had something like 30 sites. Wow. Um, and then by the time I left, we, had, we were edging on something like 200 including some of our smaller depots and stuff that we were starting to bring on board and what have you so and we 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 because you would have been heavily involved i'm guessing in you know that growth and opening those new new facilities and things like that yeah and and because i've always seen it as a facilities manager should be should be the one that's there at the start going do you know yeah. what actually let's make this building something yeah um so yeah i i always push myself into that and rightly or wrongly i find myself very busy because of it yeah but I was making sure we were delivering the best work environment for our people. Yeah. Um, and and being there at the start was enabling me to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we did. And in that role, I did depots right through to head office refurbs, that kind of type stuff. So yeah. we, I, I did all sorts of project stuff yeah. within it, um, as well as managing just the day-to-day toilets are broken, lights are not working kind of type jobs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I had a really, really good team as well within that who – who delivered most of the the day to day stuff and let me get on with kind of right? How do we direct this into the right yeah. delivery model? Yeah, and obviously, of course, you know it was whilst you were at Hermes that the, that you won the Pattern Makers Young Facilities Manager of the Year award, mm-hmm. which I would assume you were very proud of. I mean, you must be, you know that. Yeah, that, yeah. That's you know, considering the journey you'd been on, that's you know that's that's something to be proud of. Yeah, and, and yeah, to put some context behind the award that the award is judged by mm. some real powerhouses in the industry. And, and on my judging panel at the time were people like Martin Pickard um, and people like some really, really influential people within the industry. Um, so I was, I was really blown away when I got in, when I, got it through the first stage and was invited to interview. And I was like, yeah. even if I've got this far, I've done well. You're happy with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. A, yeah. a lad from up north yeah, yeah, who, yeah. who started FM as a... I had to get his donkey out of London. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I got delayed on the train coming yeah. down for the interview and you can oh, imagine man. what I was like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a, as a northerner who has nothing to do with London or hasn't really had anything to do with London, yeah, to then get through to a livery company and them have some interesting kind of me. I, I was blown away by just being invited to interview. Um, so, so to win the award following the interview, yeah. I, I, I was made up. It, it's, yeah. it's one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah. And, and following it, the, the things I've done within the livery company and, and the doors that, that have opened because of being part of that group of people, it, it is, yeah, it, it's accelerate my career even further than where I thought which which is fantastic yeah now now before I like to do this now before we move on to the second step part of your career let, let's just focus on up till you know the sort of young FM manager of the year yeah. scenario um during that period um obviously start your career up till then um how important were mentors um on that journey um and are there any you want to name check um whilst on the podcast um mentors wise pivotal yeah. I, I think anybody who is listening to this podcast and, and sees any talent in anybody, yeah. I'd encourage you to go and have a chat with them. And Because right. and, I, I look back and think of all the times where some some really impressive leaders have, have just said, do you want to have a go at doing this? Yeah. And actually, where I've been going, I'd love to have a go at doing that. Just yeah. them coming to me and going, do you want to have a go at this? Has, has opened that door for me to have a go? Yeah. Um, and I think as a... 
as a young person, sometimes you're a little bit scared to to put your hand up. I agree. Yeah, yeah, without go, a doubt. Yeah, I'll have a go at that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if anybody who's listening who thinks, do you know what I want to, I, I I see some potential in somebody. I'd encourage you to go and have that conversation and say, look, what do you actually want to have a go at? And and yeah. as leaders, we should all be doing that. But we the the truth of is it of it is. We rarely get the time to do it properly. That's true. Yeah, um, yeah. Time, time, time is probably one of the biggest, the biggest hurdles I think to trying to develop people because we're all busy people. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and and I think just those small conversations, you might be changing the the output of that person's career forever. You could do. Um, yeah. And and I definitely look upon some of those opportunities like the Christmas and the zonal stuff and yeah. the stuff I did within Savills and what have you, and some of the people who have have approached me and said. Do you want to have a go? Yeah. I've definitely t- taken me from being a caretaker yeah. to, to where I am now and all the stuff that I'm involved in within that. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, that that would be kind of – so, yeah, I think people who can influence other people's careers are, are really important through that journey, yeah. in, in, especially in those earlier years of somebody's career. Okay. Um, definitely. Uh, but ongoing as well. So I yeah. I quite often – reach out to people and, yeah. and so you would offer that advice to young people moving oh, into the industry absolutely you know put yourself out there yeah you know? don't be afraid of putting your hand up that would yeah, yeah. be my one if somebody ever said to me what's your one piece of advice you'll give to, to young people in in the industries yeah don't be afraid to put your hand up yeah because the industry needs young people yes to put their hands Without up and get involved um so yeah that that'd be my one piece of advice and and something I do quite often now and again is 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 put my hand up and I'm just not great at saying no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. without a doubt. Yeah. So, so in terms of up, up till this, you know, kind kind of part of your career, what was the most challenging aspect for you? Was was there anything that stands out that that, that you're like, God, that was hard, um, and it, and it really pushed me to my um, limits, but I, but I got it done. Probably lots, <laughs> yeah. And and I think I think it's sometimes a bit like childbirth. You move past them, and uh, I've never obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, but I, my wife has, and she's she, she, we have a, a long conversation. She's told you all about. She's it. told me she's all just, about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I can imagine it's very uh, it's very similar in terms of that that and and you when you have children, you kind of forget about the sleepless nights and all that kind of type of stuff. And, and then I, you decide to have another one quite and then, yeah, randomly yeah, yeah. and you're like, Yeah, oh, I don't know why I did that. I know, I <laughs> yeah. But you, you kind of forget those Dude. painful bits. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. but th- there's a few I've definitely taken as lessons. Right. Um and those are the ones that I think are important. You, those experiences are lessons for the future, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so, so you've taken what at the time were probably perceived negatives and turned them into positives. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've, like, things like challenging behaviours and from yeah. team members and that kind of type stuff. Yeah. Th- those kind of situations where you're like coming away from it, thinking, "Wow, <laughs> yeah. how do I deal with this?" Yeah. And, and actually, those are all things that I think probably most leaders and managers go through. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, I, I think back and think that that was a, an interesting situation. Probably, so when I was at Savills and we were doing silly, we 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 had buildings with high rise car parks. I remember we were having to write a suicide yeah. plan, and I remember sat in my office thinking, "I'm 23. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how on earth do I have to? How am I thinking about what happens if somebody wants to try and commit suicide off yeah, the, yeah. the top of my car park, and mm. and then." trying to then prepare a plan as to what would happen. Yeah. And, I, and I think, yeah, you look at that and you think, okay, so that that was a, a moment in my career where which was quite a challenge and thinking about it. But, but the interesting thing about that is, is you know, 
things like shopping centre car parks, high rise car parks. Um, it's actually something that happens a lot. Yeah, it, it, really, it, really, it is. really is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah unfortunately, that does happen, and yeah, and and there is and and all those people that have to work through those plans and think about those plans, but more hiring, they has to deal with that, and that's where the FM industry, yeah, really is uh, uh, that glowing piece of. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, it's imp- impressive, isn't it, that we've yeah. got an industry of such talented people have to deal with a broad range of skills. I completely agree. You know, I mean, it is. I hate to say jack of all trades because it, t- it tends to it tends to um, lighten, yeah. you know, people's achievements. But the reality is that that's exactly what it is. You know, that you know, it's it's a significant volume of professionals that can that that can deliver multiple skills yeah. across a client site a state whatever yeah. you know and that's you know i don't think we give that the credit that it deserves sometimes you know because you know being able to manage multiple things is impressive yeah and you you kind of look at kind of the journey the fm industry's gone in the last five years with covid and yeah the rebounds of all that kind of type of stuff all that all that stuff that the fm industry went through to prepare and and return people to the workplace that's the kind of impressive stuff, and I yeah. think prior to that, we were we were definitely more the secret service of, a, of the yeah. business world, and now we are coming out that other side, and we're not so much James Bond. We're more like Money Penny kind of type roles in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Double O Nine and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely more vocal, and, yeah. and I think it's a good place to be because there is so many, so many good people in our industry. Amazing things on a day-to-day basis. So. Okay, cool. So one one more question before we move on to kind of the, not really the second part of your career, but um, you know, as you've advanced, um, would you would as as you were as as you were going through your career, did you have a network of people that you would speak to that you would bounce ideas off that you would talk to about problems so that you could learn how to do things differently and network in the in the traditional sense no so, right. so i only i only started doing like linkedin and things on the back of winning the award right okay. um, oh really yeah so, right. so i was like i've heard about this linkedin thing and and i thought i'll get involved with it and uh yeah and then i started getting involved and, and then yeah. from kind of winning the award but up until that point not really no so, so no, you it's... kind of got through on your own recognizance really yeah yeah right. and and i'd have I'd build relationships within kind of the teams within our work and, and that kind of type of stuff. But yeah, no, no kind of broader sense of network. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's all come following winning the award really. Um, and, and kind of in winning the award, seeing how pivotal network is and, and how that looks for yeah. kind of career development and growth and, Okay, I I really enjoy just being talking talking to people, as you well know. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good though. It's yeah, good, I think so. Obviously, you know, from from winning the award, that kind of takes us to um, quite an interesting role. Um, I know that you and I have talked about it many times um, when you were at Just Eat, yeah. um, and it was quite interesting because you, you went through multiple challenges there in different ways. Well, tell us a little bit about that role. Yeah, so so I, I joined the, the logistics delivery operations side of the business, and another jump into kind of a different. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I, that's what I quite respect about you, Wayne. You know, you haven't, you know, and, and this isn't to say that other people are wrong for doing it because that's not the case. But what I quite respect about you is every every move you've made. It tends to be in a, a different industry. It's still facilities management, but a different industry within facilities management. So you always seem to be expanding your horizons. Yeah, and 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 I, I think because I, I rely 
I often say FM, the FM industry is a family. I yeah. think we all we all do FM stuff, doing different things for different business, but we're all absolutely delivering FM. Yeah. Um, so regardless of kind of what industry you work in, I think FM is FM. Yeah. And, and having worked in quite a few industries now and, and having the exposure to a, a few industries, it's, it's very indifferent, right? Mm. So I joined Just Eat having never had... Uh, experience of kind of technology, all the Hermes was a technology business. Not well, it was kind of that gig economy as well. Yeah. So was, when you joined, there was a lot. There was a lot of noise about that too at the time. I yes. believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and the Just Eat logistics part was was different, and we set out to be different and do the right thing. And um, I thought it was really cool, by the way. Just yeah, you know, I, really I, I loved I loved yeah. working for Just Eat, and we had yeah. a, we had a really good time working there, and yeah. we had a really quality team as well. Um, yeah, and. and the good thing about that was we, we employed our careers and everybody was committed. Joining Just Eat was, was great. They hadn't had any FM experience around their properties. Mm. Um, so they were looking for somebody to come in and, and devise what FM looked like for them. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a blank notebook as such. They'd, yeah. they'd, they'd done some stuff, but to set the business up for the future, mm. they needed somebody to come in and go, right, okay, this is the direction we need to go. And, and it was a really good opportunity to go in and, and develop what that looked like from mm. there. Um, so, yeah, it was good. And, yeah, we, we we grew by a couple of properties in my time there. Um, there weren't massive properties. There weren't overly um, overly complicated properties. Yeah, well, they are just in the weirdest places, weren't they? <laughs> City centres, really, <laughs> mostly, weren't they? Really just, random, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then train, railway, Under train arches bridges and, and stuff. Yeah, 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 it, yeah was, cool. it, it was It was a challenging estate because yeah. the, the property we needed was city centre location. You can never really find nice yeah. logistics stuff in that kind of area. Yeah. Um, so some of it was needed a lot of attention and care. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It was good and... and it was nice to be part of a team that wanted to do the right thing as well. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was in a good place to be. Um, yeah, I look back on that. And, and it was it was an interesting business to work for, right? And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. a really lively company to work yeah, for. Yeah. Did you ever meet Snoop Dogg? No. No? No, unfortunately not. Or Katy Perry. Really? I, I did I did meet Katy Perry's doll so on the old advert. Oh, really? Katy Perry's doll, yeah. Was it there, was it? It was in our head office, yeah. So really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell, Snoop. What's going on? I know, yeah. I, Could have I put gonna, yourself out there, mate. I was going to try yeah. and bring them along, but they just won't yeah. come. <laughs> what was going on? You know big old Wayne was there, don't you? Come on. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> What's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So um, that obviously, well, what we'll do, we'll, 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 we'll come back to the IWFM because I know that you're heavily involved in that. Um, but let's just have a quick chat about the role that you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. So... Again, a new industry, rail. Um, yeah. So I joined DB three months ago, so still relatively new into the role. Yeah. Um, and again, a business who is doing really well and has got lots of uh, development opportunity there. Yeah. Um, and they wanted somebody to come along and, and have a look at their FM and develop the FM strategy for the future. Mm. Um, so I'm right in the, the right knee, knee depth into that at the moment and, and looking at kind of what we're doing around FM and developing FM for the future. Um, it seems to be your USP, that, to be fair, that, you know, coming in and then developing, um, I, I guess, a facilities framework for organisations that they can move forward with. Yeah, I, I've been lucky to, mm. so, so the Hermes role was a bit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed to develop what the future looked like and then, yeah, the Just Eat. And, and I quite like the idea of that because I quite like going in and, and having to be or being able to develop 
what I think is the right strategy for that business. Well, there's a creative edge to it, yeah. isn't there? You know, yeah, you're, you're not yeah. going in and just and just working with policies and procedures that are already in place. You're implementing the policies and procedures. Yeah. You're, you're devising the strategy. You're you know bringing in the people in the right roles to make sure that it can be delivered appropriately. Yeah. So th- there's an element of ownership there, I would say. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I think that that's probably the thing yeah. that I like the most is the ownership of it and, yeah. and the, the responsibility and the accountability for making sure we do it right. And I think looking back on my career and, and I think having the industry experience I've got, i.e. multiple industries, that kind of type of stuff, that really plays nicely into yeah, I would, the role. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it gives you, gives you. Um, I mean, your insights would be very, you know, that the, 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 there's, there's elements of added value in certain industries that you can supplant and utilise there that maybe hadn't been thought of, yeah. which yeah. would prove to be really useful. Correct, correct. And, and yeah. like, for example, some of the stuff I'm looking at at the moment, I'm, I'm directly pulling it out from my kind of, some of it's from my caretaker days, some of it's yeah. from my, my education and, and those kind of background days, and some of it's from Hermes and so on and so forth. And, yeah. And Justy. And yeah, so the, the, everything is, is coming into it. And it's, yeah, I, I am lucky to have experienced lots of different industries. You're like the Frankenstein of facilities management. Um, but better looking. <laughs> but better looking, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was using, I was using Frankenstein as an analogy. Yeah. Rather yeah, yeah, than yeah, you yeah. look like Frankenstein. <laughs> I'll just push that bolt back. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to give me a crack after this podcast, people. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so that's fantastic. So listen, let's let's get down to the crux of it. Tell us a little bit. I mean, obviously, I know that you're very um, involved with IWFM. Um, I know a large part of that is about you know young people within the facilities. Tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing, um, and and you know what the future looks like with respect to that. Yeah. So so. Th- IWFM are very are very much a part of kind of that piece. For me, one of since winning the award, I, I've wanted to use it as as uh, the, the award with the part makers. Mm. I've wanted to use that as a, a voice box as such to to encourage young yeah. people in the industry, encourage people who are at the start of their career to to look up and if they're if they're really focused on doing what they want to do further beyond kind of the role they've got at the moment, yeah. to to look up and look how they can do that and encourage managers and leaders in the industry to to also help them on that journey. Okay. So I I took a role within the committee for the people management special interest group with the IWFM. Right. I think I've been doing that for three, four years now. Okay. Um and then kind of last year was was elected as the chair for the people what was people management we're now people development special interest group um and 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 that's purely down the route of i i want to use that again as as an opportunity to how as an industry we can better that future fm piece um because i I think the fm industry is full of skilled talented people um from all ages and all all walks of life um and it's it's the ones at the start of the career that are the future for that and and I, i once read a statistic that but there was a I, I don't know if it's still right but something like 65 75 percent of the industry was made up of people who were 55 plus and you consider that that that's that's 20 years the majority of our industry will retire <laughs> that's a lot yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah and we need to we need to be, be in a position to better that and i i'm i'm coming out of that young FM background now in terms of I'm I'm getting older and that kind of type of stuff. But there there is there is still far too many people who find FM career as 
well, find it by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody you talk to, how do you start an FMO? I, I fell into it. Or yeah. I, I, I was doing this and then I, I did that. Yeah. And I think there's there's an opportunity for people, for the industry to be more vocal and, and the idea yeah. of FMO really focusing on this uh, as well um, for people choosing FM as a career of choice, whether that yeah. be out of school or university, college, those kind of type things. But also it, capturing those people who are at the start of their career doing cleaning, security. Yeah whatever that looks like administration but actually yeah. how do you take those people and develop them and, and develop a pathway for the yeah. future and that that's kind of where my my committee comes in in terms mm. of how we do that and what that looks like from from being a caretaker cleaner yeah. how, what's that personal development look okay. like for the future let, let let me ask you a question i haven't asked anybody else and i'm going to put you on the spot steady okay <laughs> i'm going to put you on the spot here Wayne. um Let's theoretically, let's say you're in charge of the whole FM piece in the UK. Okay. Right. Um, you've then got to design the perfect route into FM for young people. What What would that look like for you? It's a really good question, and I'd be lying to say it's not something I've thought about. You have. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> um, because yeah, I, and I think you've got to start with young people. You've got to start where encourage that so i think there's the apprenticeship stuff is really good and it's yeah. a really strong route into fm yeah. um and and but that that doesn't capture them early enough we need yeah. to be going into primary schools we need to be talking to to pe children in year six about some of the cool stuff fm does and not yeah. not about cleaning toilets and that kind of touch because they're not they're not going to be interested by that no, no. but what they are going to be interested about is oh yeah we, we look after Big Ben. We look after all these massive yeah. properties and uh, football stadiums and that kind Zoos of... Zoos. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. this other stuff that actually FM is entwined with heavily. Um, and we need to be capturing those people there, um, or children there, and developing that through the school time as yeah. well. Um, I think design technology is a really good way to do that because yeah. um, it, it focuses in those kind of areas. So, yeah, that would be one route. The other route would be those people who take roles as cleaners, caretakers, security guards, those kind of type things, and actually giving them a clear, defined path through FM. What does what does the next step look like? What does that training piece look like? And and how do we develop you using the IWFM stuff and the training stuff the IWFM has to to develop those individuals to be mm. CEOs if that's what, what they want to be? So would you say that, you know... Um the industry would benefit from contractors having training academies, for example, um, so that they that you know the, the, the people that are starting these roles, such as cleaning and security, have a pathway. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that the IDFM can really, the IDFM can really, really um, develop the industry as a whole. But it's mm. down to individual businesses as well, yeah. and and it's down to individual businesses to be able to develop their teams to take those next steps within that their yeah. company and it's good for companies because you've got that retention you've got that in the in-house development bit as well yeah um, so yeah I, I and i'm seeing a lot of companies starting to do uh, yeah. training centers and i think it's great because i think that that's exactly what needs to happen people who are in a business being given tailored and realistic training to develop them forwards and i think i, I like to call it creating opportunities yeah, because I think that's what I think that's what you do. You know, I mean, I think you can. Are you creating opportunities? Because opportunities exist, right? Because well, yeah, yeah. The, well, I think you are because if you if you give people the skills, mm -hmm. you give them the the ability to apply for and win those opportunities. Yeah. So by training, you're creating opportunities because without that training, 
they would never be able to apply for it because they wouldn't have the requisite skill set, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So I think it's down to, you know, individual businesses to invest in their people, you know, um, and have have a, a real route for identifying talent. Because I think that's sometimes where it goes wrong because... Just because the quietest person doesn't put yeah. their hand up, I, I think that's that's really that's where it's important, right? Yeah. It's identifying talent. Yeah, and I think there is lots of talented people in the industry, and, and we we come across them on a day to day basis in in all the roles we do. Mm. Um, it's identifying that talent and being able to do something with it. Exactly, and that's where training centres are really important. I think yeah, because yeah. then you can go actually. You're somebody for the future yeah. within the industry, and not just looking. And it, it, you've obviously got to look commercially. It's the right choice yeah, for the it's business. Got, well, it's also the individual as well, because a lot of the time, if you're if if you're going to develop somebody into a managerial role, supervisory role, team leader role, um, anything along those lines, there's an investment of time from them yeah. as well, which would generally sit outside of their work. Yeah. So they've all, they've got to have that desire too. Yeah. Um, so it's actually. It's complex. It, it's, it's very yeah. complex, and and that's where businesses having training centres makes it somewhat easier. Completely agree. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think it, it's it's something that more I, I see more and more businesses doing it, and it's something that I think is really good. And and more businesses that do it creates more opportunity for for individuals, more opportunity for them as a business, and yeah. more opportunity for us as an industry to grow and develop and I completely agree. set ourselves up for the next twenty years of development yeah. of whatever looks like. Do you know something, Wayne? We've we've talked about this as well, okay? Because we we you know the whole purpose of wear many hats, as you know, um, is to provide a vehicle for, for 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 you know individuals such as yourself that are successful in the industry to impart their wisdom on the next generation, to give them some insights and so on and so forth. And one of the things that we thought about was, you know, are we getting them early enough? You know, is is there an opportunity for us to do? Because the young the young people today, you know, they're far different to what we were like when we were young. You know, they're very technical, yourself, yeah. technically driven and. Well, I mean, I know how to manage one, an iPhone, but I don't know how to manage one as well as Ethan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, Ethan took about three hours the other day trying to sort out my email signature online because I kept getting it wrong. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, it wasn't because I'm stupid. It's just because, oh, okay. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, you know, you know, could we utilize, you know, some of the innovations that we're doing, like, like wear many hats? You know, occasionally could we take wear many hats into a school assembly and have a panel and record a show whilst really an assembly's cool. there. You know, is is that something that, you know, maybe we could talk about as a partnership with the likes of IWFM, you know, um, yeah, which could be beneficial. I, I, think, I think there's a lot of, I think that would be really cool. I think that's a really good opportunity for, for people who don't know about FM mm. to become engaged in FM. And more yeah. importantly, those people who don't know about FM being the right audience for the people that we need to get involved as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, within the, within our committee, we did a, an event last year at Sheffield Hallam University, and and it was it was about opening up FM to to university students, school students, yeah. that kind of type of thing. It was a really good event. We had probably two hundred people attend. It was massive, and and the amount of conversations we had with with students at the university and school students yeah. about FM and, and the opportunities we had some. We had really big businesses there. We had Royal Mail and and people like that there as well who were talking about apprenticeships that they offer. Mm. Um, so it's, I think the 
the panel stuff would be really powerful. I think it's a format that they that they understand. Yeah. And, and, know, and if they know, can ask a, if they yeah. can ask a question about FM. Yeah, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think that's you a really know, cool idea. You know, and then you got you know, and it just, you get a little bit of engagement there. I mean, you couldn't do it all the time, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could do one a month or something like that, but you know, it, it would be interesting, I think. Yeah, um, and it would generate interest because not everybody wants to go to college, not everybody wants to go to university. You know, people want to do different things. Yeah, and I, I think it's our responsibility, not just as an industry, but just human beings. You know, to you know, because you know. YTS schemes are gone, aren't they? You know what I mean? Things like that. You know, yeah. apprenticeships are very different now to what they were 30, yeah. 40 years ago. Um, so, so we've got to create those pathways. We've got to engage with them, you know. And they're not going to see about FM on TikTok, no. are they? You know, yes. unless Wemmy Eniats becomes incredibly famous. And Who knows the, after this? The youngsters start watching it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll get, I'll get it on TikTok. Yeah. If somebody teaches me how to do it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I might, I'll have a word with my 13 year old yeah, yeah, later cheers. on tonight. Yeah. Here, Ollie, do us a favor. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Um, thank you very much. Really, really interesting chat um, with regards to the work that you're doing um, with IWFM. So, so let, let's move on to you know a couple of other subjects now that we like to talk about. First one being ESG. Um, obviously, ESG is incredibly important, not just for our industry, but for every industry. Yep. Let's be honest. Um, how do you see ESG impact? Because I think we're quite good at it, Wayne. When, when you compare us against other industries, we're not the top, but we're nowhere near the bottom. Yeah. You know, I think we do it quite well. Sort of service partners as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do you see it impacting the industry in, let's say, the next five years? Uh, to, to touch on what you're saying in terms of the, as an industry, we're quite yeah. good at ESG. And I think that's because it's ingrained in what we do. So yeah. we're, we're, as, facilities manager, as a facilities manager in a business, I'm looking at energy, I'm looking at waste i'm looking at all these kind of things and the business is looking at me to look at those because that's where that's where we can spend some money and and manage some money and that kind of type of stuff so i think as an industry we're naturally born into it yeah um so yeah it's it I, I think it's it's key how that impacts our industry over the next five years i think will come through the development of technology yeah um so i'm i'm really intrigued at the moment looking at some of this smart building stuff that's going around and yeah, how we can yeah, use yeah. sensors to manage utilities and <clears throat> that kind of type of stuff. And I think the development of artificial intelligence will make that really, really cool. That, that, that's kind of my next question. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So go on, fire on it. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, yeah, artificial intelligence and these smart sensors yeah. will be the future of FM. We'll, we'll be able to be more proactive mm. uh, within the facilities management piece. But actually, I think we'll be able to save a lot of energy and, and really become a greener industry as a whole and, and country as a whole because of it. And I think as an as a industry, we need to recognise our, our part that we play in, yeah. in becoming a carbon neutral, carbon zero country in, in yeah. years to come. Because every company that's big enough will have a facilities manager that yes. will be looking at their energy consumption, will be looking at how much F-gas they've got or leaking or waste mm. or all these kind of types of things. Water, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all the things that we look at. So I, I think as an industry, it's another example for us to shine and become, come out of the shadows and show our value to businesses. Yeah, 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 of course. Okay. It's absolutely brilliant. All right. One last question. All good. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what do you like doing outside of work? Tell us about the, you've got, obviously you mentioned your wife, you've got your family, you know, tell us a little bit yeah. about you. Yeah, so I've got, I've got wife, a wife and two kids and yeah, I, I'm very proud of our little family. We've, we've, we've had some hard times and yeah. in terms of 
Um, but we, we always bounce back, <laughs> which yeah. is really cool. And yeah, we've... Well, obviously I've met your lovely wife. Yes. A big hello to her. Yeah, by yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. She will be listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She doesn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, going, it's going on record. It's going on loop in the car. Yes. On the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the and the children will be listening <laughs> several times. Just get the viewing numbers up. Do you understand what Daddy does yet? No. <laughs> Nobody does understand what a facilities manager. What's a facilities manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We look after buildings. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, we wife and two children. Um, and yeah, we we. We moved house uh, recently, so yes. we now live East Yorkshire. So we've got a bit, a bit of a land. We got some chickens, and oh, and really, I, how yeah, many? Uh, we've got four. Yeah, they're the laying. Not anymore. Oh, really? They yeah. stopped. Why? Yeah, winter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they yeah. don't like being cold. So right. get them in the house. Get fire on. Um, <laughs> I live in Yorkshire. We don't put fire on. <laughs> God no, right? Just put the heating on. It's got to be minus ten. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. What do you mean? Still Put another jumper on. Sure. Still shorts weather up, no? Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah and, and, and I just like being outdoors. And everything mm. I can do outdoors, I'll do it. Yeah. And I'm quite adventurous, so, uh, yeah, I'll do anything I can do outdoors. I yeah. quite like going on holiday. Yeah, so, you do. Yeah. I know, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Like yeah. a cruise, don't you? To I do like a cruise, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a couple this year. I've been to Norway. And I remember you telling me that that was amazing, though, wasn't it? It was good, yeah. Norway yeah. Was, it was spectacular. Yeah, it's one of those moments where you wake up every morning and think, wow, look at those views again. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm going to have to do that. It was yeah, good. It was yeah. really cool. Because he was down the, f- the fjords, wasn't he? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a proper proper sea, though. We had 15 oh, metre waves on the way up. It was oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so but, cool. And what about, uh, did you get a bit of fishing or like that? Do you like a bit of fishing? Yeah, yeah. So part of my outdoorsy stuff, me, me I, I quite like going fishing. So, um, yeah, me and my son will... We'll go for one day and come home four days later because he's yeah. he, he he absolutely loves it as well. So yeah. it's really good father son time. That yeah we, yeah. We I just, do the same thing with my boy. Yeah yeah, yeah we love it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's nice just being out and about and and being out in nature and yeah yeah. It, it's something almost rustic about it as well. So. Yeah, I like it. it's like man v beast in it. You know, there's a, there's a little bit of yeah. I'm not so good at catching beasts, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. I tried to take my daughter, my 13 year old. She couldn't get phone signal, so she managed one night camping. Yeah, and then just win the rest of the time yeah just, the, the iPad. boy loves it boy yeah. loves it but the, yeah the holly not so much no i'm afraid yeah no okay well listen wayne what an absolutely fantastic podcast it's been an honor thank you very much how have you found it it's been great yeah no yeah. it's been really good thank you for for asking the questions you asked i think there's some really good stuff there and some key messages i want that i want to get out there in terms of the industry as well so thank yeah, you yeah well, i don't think we missed anything i think you know um thank you for joining us um it's been an absolute pleasure um and um We'll have a good time tonight. Candlelight dinner. Candlelight dinner. Good stuff. All right, Wayne Many Hats listeners, um, I'd like to thank Wayne for joining us today. It's been another fantastic episode, um, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.